If you could turn with me to the Old Testament, to Jeremiah, second chapter. I'll be looking at verse 12 to 13. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Just these two verses. Uh, My goal is not to keep you long, but a few amens won't hurt. Uh, My pastor told me that he said amen is like sick them to a beagle hound. So the more you amen, the more I'll get done. If you have to say amen, if you're still searching, say hold on. It's all right here. The pages turns all right to say hold on. We're going to travel together. It's, there's no shame here. In the Old Testament, the prophet of Jeremiah will be starting at the second chapter. Starting at verse 12 of the second chapter. Still hit pages turn. I'll wait for you because I, I want you to keep your Bible open and try your best not to fall asleep so you can see that I'm not telling you a lie. Mm-hmm. All right. We, the word of God says the heavens are shocked at such a thing and shrink back in horror and dismay, says the Lord, for my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me. The fountain of living water, and they dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can that can hold no water at all. You may be seated. As you take your seat, help announces to your neighbor say, drinking from empty cups. Have you ever been hungry or thirsty? And you came to your house ready to get into your icebox or your refrigerator and you reached for that carton because you had that juice on your mind and you went to open it up and there was nothing in there. Have you ever been so hungry that you just wanted to go by the drive through and you went up to make your order and you was checking for your wallet and found out there's nothing in there? There's a sense that sometimes we have an expectation for something to meet a need, but sometimes we always come up empty. God is talking to the prophet Jeremiah so Jeremiah can relay the message to Jerusalem. The problem is that when you look at the introductory text, it shows you that Jeremiah was a prophet for a mighty long time. And Jerusalem went through some ups and some downs, but more downs than ups. Because... But God had pointed out they had done two evil things. You see that in the text? To, to maybe to the uh, unnoticed eye, you might not understand what these two evil things are. Well, God got poetic on them to explain. He says, first and foremost, you have forsaken me. And forsaken him, he made a qualifier here. He put in a, a comment there. He said, not just me, but who am I? I am the fountain of the living water. Some of you might understand fountain when you go to the water fountain, a place right there. What is pointing out that he is the source of the living water. Now, let's break it down to those who might not understand the living water because you hear the living water. You might be familiar when Jesus was at the, the well and told a woman, if you would ask for me, I would have given you living water. But she responded to him, you have not a cup. Because he's saying, how can you let this cup down into this well? 
to bring out water. Because living water to those who live in the desert was water that came from a spring. Living water was water that came from a spring, not dead water, but living water. I mean, this is the water or the source we need to survive. You know, if you're in the desert, you need some water. They can't make it without water. Water was so, so a, a needed resource. As a matter of fact, they lost their mind when they didn't have water. Some of y'all probably, what do you mean they lost their mind? Let, let, let's go back into uh, Exodus and Numbers and Deuteronomy and see how they got crazy up in there saying, God, uh, are you really with us? Uh, we about to die of thirst. They lost their minds. Because did not God part the Red Sea and they walked on dry land? Did not God bring water out of a rock? Not once, but twice. Did not God feed them manna from heaven? So now we're laughing at them, but now let's put the mirror on us. Where have you been? That God's been so good to you, all of a sudden when things get rough, you're going to act like God has not been around. And so next thing you do, you start digging up and making your own cisterns. But find out that they're cracked. Finding out they can't contain what you put in there. I want you to first understand that when you leave God as your source, you have forsaken all the blessings he has in store for you. Too many times we say, God bless me, God bless me, and we live in deep in sin. We come in saying, Lord, I surrender all, but you haven't surrendered your own income. We come in saying, I lift up my holy hands, knowing your hands are filled of dirt and blood guilt and sin. But you're going to say, God, I lift up my hands. We need to turn around and say, God, I'm sorry. We need to repent for the, for the idols we allow to sneak in our lives. Some of y'all don't want to say amen. That's all right. Because the Bible simply breaks down. If you all you read is your New Testament, you don't get in your Old Testament. Well, I want to point out to you that the message that Jesus speak was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Uh, but if I can rewind just a little bit before Jesus stepped up on the scene, his cousin had the same message. But 2000 years ago, we're going to change the message. Tell you, uh, come to me and God will give you money. Pay, pay me and I'll send you out this cloth and you'll be blessed. But that's not the message. That's why the church is in a state that it's in. Got people dying, can't be healed because you ain't got enough power. Got people still broke down, lives falling apart because you don't know who to turn them to. You are drinking from broken cisterns. You going there to get some water, but there's nothing in there. See, the source, God is the source. He says, you have forsaken me. And when you look at this, when you look at this, he says, you have forsaken me. He's saying, basically, you are supposed to be my wife. I am your husband, but you have became a prostitute. I'm not going to read all of Jeremiah to you, but I guarantee if you go through it, he says, you had hoard yourself. You have lain under all the trees. What does that mean? Majority of the gods of the other people were about gods of fertility, God of, of weather and God of that. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. That was their prosperity because they're guarded. They were, they were, they were making their farms and grazing their cattle. That was prosperity to them. Look at the church now. We're going to have people talking about how you can be prosperous here and prosperous there and prosperous there. If you just live a good life, you, you're serving a good God, God will be good. But I'm here to let you know that Jesus never said that. 
Matter of fact, he had to correct somebody or come up to him and say, good teacher. He says, who is good but God? I'm not going to try to read the whole Bible to you, but keep it open and see for yourself. You need to understand that good enough is not good enough. God has simply laid it down and said, I am your source. And forsaking God, we, we're leaving the living water. It means we're living the source that gives life. When you leave the source that gives life, all you're left to do is dry up and die. And you wonder why your life is so dry. You wonder why you're so desperate for something or anything that you will put up with anything. That's what the enemy does. He waits till you get desperate and weak to give you what you don't need. Because when you become so depressed, so weak, you accept anything. Anything. Look, look what's happening here. God said, you have forsaken me. Israel is one of the few people, and I can't say the only, but, 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 but pretty much when you look in the Bible, they are the only people that leave their God. That went over somebody say, I'm going to say it again. I want you to cast this. They are the only people that leave their God. The other, other people whose gods are not gods, they stay faithful to them, but Israel leaves the living God. I got a few people up in here. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm about to sit on down because y'all need to cast this. The world has confused us to think that we can go to other places to get what only God can give us. Some of y'all think your job is your source. Some of y'all get caught up in so much relationships, you think that is your source. Some of y'all in so many committees, you think that is your source. Some of y'all are so busy because people want to see you being busy, and you think you're busy for good sake, but you think that is your source where only God can satisfy You're drinking from broken systems. You have made broken systems. You see, they says you have made or hewed broken systems. You thought you were making something that was productive, but it was unable to contain what you wanted. When they made these cisterns, they made them out of, out of plaster and they lined them with limestone, trying to make sure that they were sealed and so water would not seep through. Because if water seeped through, then it would seep through the line, it would seep through the porous poorest area that the water will run out. But on top of that, these cisterns were not the best place to hold water because why? Maggots and all kinds of stuff can get up in there. So, so Cassius, Cassius, you rather drink disease and polluted water than fresh water. We get so caught up in our lives that we forget where our source is. I, I know many of you think, but I go to church, I'm good, but that's the problem. We, get, we think we good, but good enough is not good enough. Do you not understand that this was written to God's people? The same folks that seen God do some miraculous things? These are the children, the descendants of, of the children of Abraham, the promised seed. And, and we got the nerve of reading the record. And we going to repeat the same stuff they're doing? Turn into idol gods. I know we don't necessarily make golden images. We don't necessarily have a golden cab, a, a bronze, and all that stuff, but yet we start looking at the horoscopes. We start calling psychic hotlines and try to go to other doctors to tell us what's my sign or what's my best way, not really like that God is the true source. 
we, we start acting like Saul. We say, well, uh, let me go look outside of the region, try to find me a medium. But if you look closely in the text, God told him to destroy everyone, to destroy them and to kill, not just to move them out the distance. But that's what we do. We just push stuff out the distance so that when time gets rough, we know how to get a tent, get close to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Some of y'all getting quiet now. Y'all know where y'all hide y'all bottles. Y'all know where y'all hide y'all, y'all, whatever your secret person got that text message, got that phone, changed their name so nobody know who it is when they call you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just blink at me if I'm talking about you. Just blink if I'm talking about you. You ain't got to let nobody else know. But the sad thing is that we get caught up living in this world and we want to be filled, but we end up being empty. The systems you have made are broken. Whatever you're trying to contain, whatever you're trying to hold on in this life cannot give you what God has promised you. We think that we are the source, but we are not the source. Look in the New Testament. What did Jesus say in John 15? He says, I am the true vine. I want you to grab this. He said, I am the true vine. Why is that? Because Israel is the vine, but they're not the true vine. But Jesus is the true vine where our blessing truly comes from. And he says, if I abide in you and you abide in me, you are doing just like I am with my father. Then everything you ask, I'll give to you. But the first process is you got to abide in me. Look what God is telling them. You have forsaken me. I am the source of the living water. You have hewn broken sisters and you're coming up empty. The church can have so much more power if we let God truly be our source. I do mean to step on somebody's toes, so get mad at me if you will. But here we go. Here we go. We have so many programs, so many ministries that are not producing anything, but we do it anyway because it looks good. We meet after meeting after meeting, talking about the same thing after the same thing after the same thing. Doing nothing about that meeting we just talked about and going to tell God I'm faithful to you. The problem is that we're doing so much stuff, we're not doing the right stuff. And I'm talking about because I'm at my home church, so I'm safe here. So y'all get mad at me if y'all want. But even Zion, though, we, we cut down all our, all our programs for 21 days. And, and then we met again and we asked, did the church fail? Mm-mm. Matter of fact, attendance went up, giving went up, people was getting saved, people was joining the church. I'm telling you, when we start realizing it's all about God and not about some programs and some systems, we're making room for God to get up in this place. But we get comfortable drinking from empty systems. Trying to drink from empty cups. Wonder why you're still thirsty. Jesus promised us, come all who are hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. In me is the living water, which you will never thirst again. Look at this water symbology. Look, look, look. God provided water for them from a rock, 
in the wilderness. Paul talked about that rock as symbolic of Christ as the rock that presides the living water, the spirit. We look at the water, waters coming from the throne in Revelation. Look at the waters coming from the throne because who is the source? God is the source of the water. And this is what really caught me. Even when Christ was dead on the cross, they pierced him in the side. Water still came out. He is the source. Do you understand that God has everything that we need? But we want to make stuff that keeps us empty. I challenge you, I challenge you. Next time you get your ministry meeting, ask, is this of God or of man? See, and that's when you're going to find out when people start getting mad because we get comfortable doing stuff. You know, we want to have our men's day. We want to have our women's day. I ain't trying to talk to nobody, but we want to have all these days. But when somebody suggests that we don't have them, we're going to get mad at them. And the situation is that we need to ask about why are we doing it? See, some of us have forgotten why we've done it in the first place. So we just do it for, for any time, for just for old time's sake. We're not doing it for the reason why we did it the first time. It was a good idea the first time we had our men's and women's day, but do you still need to do it now? You need to ask these questions. I'm getting people mad at me. All right, let me, let me, let me go back to the Bible. Uh, 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 Mary and Martha come here. Jesus shows up in their house. Uh, somebody's busy working around. Martha's getting mad. Jesus, tell Mary to come on. Martha, Martha, she chose what was better. He didn't say you're doing the wrong thing. He just said you're doing what you're doing is good, but she chose what was better. I'm not trying to say you're doing the wrong thing, but have you chosen what is better? That's the test. Are we drinking from empty cups, trying to get filled? And the sad thing is that this world will never fill us up. This world will always leave us wanting for more. It's, a, it's amazing how we allow the enemy to sneak in and how things start being like a domino effect. You can watch one rated R movie, and they say, you know, you're looking at pornography. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get real up in here. You in my house. You're going to listen to one article, so it's specialist, and they say, no, you're cursing out your neighbor. It's amazing how you just let the enemy sneak in. You say, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm a grown so-and-so. I can look at so-and-so. The enemy says, gotcha. God is saying, you have forsaken me. You have left me the fountain, the source that will supply all your needs. Look what the water does in the desert. The water gives vegetation so that the livestock can eat and that they can produce. You see how the water makes sure they get everything so they can build a civilization. Look how they move from place to place. When the water runs dry, they run to another place to find the water. But God says you don't have to move because I am your source. But when they have forsaken him, then we will be just like they are, being left in a desolate place. Look, look, look. Even their city has been destroyed because of their disobedience. Some of y'all might be getting comfortable here. You can say, well, they're attacking that city, they're attacking that, but it can happen right here. 
have a friend, my friend Mike Paul. He, he's a, a, a blessed man of God, and he has started a church in Pakistan, and he's there right now where the bombing is happening in Lahore, Pakistan. He called me internationally. I missed his phone call, so I called him back, and we prayed. As soon as he picked up the phone, I heard his voice. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you for blessing him, protecting him, and covering him. He said, amen, bless the Lord. He's over there in total darkness, not knowing if he's going to see tomorrow, but he's able to worship God because he is his source. He didn't go over there because he's some big time pastor or preacher. He went over there because there's people dying, want to hear the word of God. Do you not know there's people in the city of Peoria dying to hear the word of God? But we're too busy making broken cisterns. Return to God and be filled. Return to God and be filled. God is crying out. Look at, he says to him in Jeremiah 28, the 29th verse, New American Census. But where are your gods, which you made for yourself? <laughs> Let them arise if they can save you in the time of your trouble. For according to the number of your cities are your gods, O Judah. Why do you contend with me? You have all transgressed against me, declares the Lord. Do you see that? God is saying, you want to turn to them? Then where are they <laughs> when you're looking for some help? Uh, whose name do you call out when you're about to get in a car accident? Who do you turn to when your bank account is empty? You don't turn to your job. Uh, you don't turn to you not away. You say, oh, Lord, uh, save me. It's amazing how when you ain't got nothing, you're going to turn to the one who has everything, but you left him where he's always been faithful. Break yourself. It's time for you to be broken. Why is that? Because why? The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and save those who are crushed in spirit. Psalm 34, 18. It's time for us to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I'm sorry for making other things for what they're not. Because when we truly come to the place of worship, it's the opportunity for us to truly bring all our gods before the great God and see how small our gods really are. When we come into the presence of the holy, we realize how small we really are. It's amazing how we think our problems are so big, but we forget we serve a big God. He's bigger than the universe. Do you, do you, do you know that I'm going to get a little scientific to you? I know we say these things, you know, reach for the moons, you can fall upon the stars. But do you understand that the stars are beyond our solar system? They are beyond us. You will never reach a star if you go to Pluto. But yet, a star is bigger than the sun, and we see its refraction. But still, the star, what we see, is where it used to be. And what's that showing us that how great our God is? That if He can show us a star where it used to be. So, no, we can thank him that he sent his son. Oh, somebody not catch it. He sent his son so that he can see us, be near us, and come touch us and heal us. He came so that the lame can walk, the blind can see. He came so that you and me, who were destined to die in sin, to be set free. He came so we would no longer be drinking from empty centers, trying to think, why I'm so dry, why am I so thirsty? But he said, I come so you can have a spring of water within you to fill you up. But he said, I've come so that 
you could be born of the water and the spirit. I've come not to condemn the world, but to save the world. I've come so that likeness can be shined. I've come, but you want to turn away. But guess what? I'm still here. Matter of fact, you out of your last nerves. You get off your minds. You lost your mind. But I will say, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And there's one mediator. Who's got your name on his lips saying, Father, forgive my daughter, forgive my son. They turned away making some broken sisters and they're coming up empty. But call on the name of Jesus. Do you know the name of Jesus? The name that's above all names. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. He is the bright and the morning star. He is the lily in the valley, the rose of Sharon, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God is with us. He is my source. He is my all in all. He is I am, I am, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Some of y'all look at me, you're not happy like you know my God. But he is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm so so glad he's in full control and I'm repenting of all my sins. Somebody should be shouting right now. I'm repenting for all my sins and turning back to the source. And when I get to the source, watch this, watch this, uh, then I get all power, all power. Do you not know how the Paul said it? Can I tell you like Paul said it? Do you not know uh, the same power? The same power, the same power that rose Christ up uh, from the dead uh, is also uh, in you. Uh, what's that mean? That means if I got enough faith uh, and enough sense enough, and somebody tell me Lazarus is dead, uh, I go to say, Lazarus, uh, come forth. Uh, somebody don't hear me here. I too can get out and walk on some water. I too can lay out some hankies and souls being healed. My shadow can heal some folks. Y'all missing it here. Y'all missing it here. I'm not just telling you so to get happy about, but that's the power of God. If it happened in the book, it can happen now. He said you can do greater things. It's time for the church to have all power. Our God is not as weak as we made him to be. But we need to let people know that our God can do all things. Our God can redeem families, call back prodigals, heal the lame, heal the sick. No longer coming out saying, Lord, if you're going to heal me, you might heal me. No, come on up and say, Lord, heal me. You are able. Let us not drink from empty cisterns anymore. But let us truly go to the source of the living water. And that is the Lord God Almighty.